0: You know, when I was working in law enforcement for all of those years, I would get up in the mornings and if the first thing I did was turn on the TV, I would see nothing but crime. It's always crime stories. It's always about who got shot and killed, about how many traffic crashes there were, about whose apartment building burned down. And I'm thinking, good grief, I haven't even started my shift yet. But it's already starting off in such a, such a depressing way, whatever the situation may be, whether they are experiencing anxiety, if, if I could ask you to pray for them and our government and just pray for our nation, I would greatly appreciate that. Hey guys, my name is Nikki Renfro. I'm a recently retired state trooper, and I decided to start a podcast. Safe Nation Podcast. We're covering safety, security, and law enforcement because the truth of the matter is crime is not always clean. It's a dirty job. Sometimes you got to get your hands dirty in order to get those criminals off the streets. And that's just the real reality of it. That's the cold, hard truth for the everyday citizen who wants tips on how to be safe uh, as they travel back and forth every day, school, work, home and worship. And also for the law enforcement professional to hear industry tips and what's happening on a day to day to assist them in their professional lives. Major Holmes, thank you for joining Safe Nation.
1: Thank you for inviting me. Thank you very much.
0: Well, it's so nice having you on today's episode. I wanted to bring you on because I wanted to talk with you about just how you cope on a day-to-day having such a stressful job because your your role is chief deputy with the Lamar County Sheriff's Office in Georgia. And I wanted to talk with you about that balance. How do you maintain your balance? Uh, because there's just so much going on in these jobs. How long have you been in law enforcement?
1: I've been in law enforcement for 24 years. and about four months, it'll be 25 years I've been in law enforcement.
0: Wow. So you've had a long career and I'm sure you've seen a great deal, a great deal. And, you know, I think about it, I was thinking about it the other day and I thought, gosh, you know, when I was working in law enforcement for all of those years, I would get up in the mornings, and if the first thing I did was turn on the TV, I would see nothing but crime. It's always crime stories. It's always about who got shot and killed, about how many traffic crashes there were, about whose apartment building burned down. And I'm thinking, good grief, I haven't even started my shift yet, but it's already starting off in such a such a depressing way. Have
1: you ever experienced that? I have uh, many days. Uh, I've experienced that many days. And it's just like, you know, from the time you get on the radio and start your shift until the time you come home, just never ending. Some days it's just never ending. You're right.
0: Yeah, it seems that way. And so what I would do, and I know everyone does their thing differently, but what I used to do is, well first of all just when I open my eyes up <laughs> laying in bed I open my eyes up I just say thank you lord right for another just for another day to be able to experience another day and have another chance to get it right right and and then I I would I would do things that help me stay focused and kind of help me start my day and one of the things I would do is right. read from a devotional and just try to get get something positive going because I knew that I was probably going to be hit with some negativity right off the bat that I had to deal with. So whether I listened to gospel music or or whatever it was that I did, I tried to do some things to switch the narrative around a little bit because it was my intent to go out and do good every day and to do a great job. And I didn't want to be behind the eight ball and trying to do that. Uh, do you have any anything that you would do, any sort of um, daily
1: routines or, or rituals, if you will? I do. Um, I'm a firm believer that um, thoughts cannot be kept secret. So what I mean by that is thoughts that cannot be kept secret. It's what you think about is inevitably what is what you will do. And so if you get those thoughts together, as you do with your devotions early in the morning, if you do that at the beginning of your day, whether you work day shift or night shift in this particular business of law enforcement, those, those thoughts then carry you out through the rest of the day. So I try to fill my bucket uh, at the beginning of the day before I go and sometimes exposed to those negative stressful type things. Yeah. I customarily do that with meditation. I'll meditate in the morning after, again, uh, reading some degree foundation of, of the Bible, God's word or devotions. And then I'll meditate, just kind of sit in silence, just, just complete silence. And the word meditate, I've found out that through my reading, that it means to become one with. So when your mind becomes one with your body, it is literally your mind making your body sit down and your body is doing what your mind tells it instead of your mind doing what your body tells it. Your mind tells your body what to do. And it's a form of uh, control that you have now over your thoughts and which you will agree that we certainly need in law enforcement. When you encounter those stressors, um, you're going to need to be able to have that mind control so that you can kind of keep pushing through the day. That's excellent.
0: And would you say that it's important to also sort of have a balance and um, a breakup to your everyday routine? Like with you, for example, I believe that you're in ministry. Is that correct? Can you tell me about that?
1: I am. I am a ordained minister, um, licensed and ordained minister. Um, So not only do I minister uh, in a traditional Southern Baptist Non-denominational, regardless of of whichever one you choose, I minister behind the pulpit sometimes, encouraging people uh, in God's way to 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 keep pushing and giving them strength and helping them to strengthen their faith. I also um, work in ministry um, when it comes to ministry of helps or helping other people. And the word ministry just simply means servant. I'm a servant of God. I'm a public servant to the people in law enforcement. And I'm a servant of God in ministry when it comes to helping people who need help.
0: That's great. And in, in your job, uh, do you also find that there is important to maintain a balance just on your day-to-day work? Because we can get stuck in a routine of whether it's doing daily administrative work, that can kind of bog you down. It, it helps you to sometimes even not become connected with the community because you're stuck behind a desk all day in those sort of admin roles within law enforcement. How do you how does a person break that up a little bit um, and and manage to keep a good balance?
1: Well, I I guess you could say, um, Captain, I am not your traditional chief deputy. Um, I was started law enforcement in 1998. I started working in the jail. And I worked in the jail about two, two and a half years. And I went and got certified as a peace officer and then went on patrol. And while on patrol, I worked on patrol on night shift. It was quite a while. I want to say maybe about 10, 11 years on patrol. And so in 2009, when I became a part of the administration, I was a lieutenant, promoted to a lieutenant's position, became a part of the administration and assigned an office. I didn't know what to do with the office because, you know, I was like, oh, I never sat down you know, and did work before. And so that transition period of sitting in the office and take care of the administrative duties and budgeting and things like that, and along with uh, just kind of finding the keys to a marked car and putting on a vest and going out into the community and answering calls and pulling over cars and, and going to car crashes and directing traffic and things like that, I kind of do a little bit of both because I believe That, um, one, I believe in um, certain talents and gifts that God has given us. If you don't use them, you'll lose them. And so when I go out and um, be a part of the community, I still maintain those law enforcement duties that I started with. But then I'll go back to the office and work another, you know, six, seven, eight hours in the office and kind of balance the both. So
0: it's one thing to have that practical experience in law enforcement, but how important is it to get your higher education how important
1: is that oh no that that is very important here's here's why i say that Again, when I started in law enforcement, I started at at a lower level, and so I was directing traffic, I was pulling over cars, I was writing citations, taking people to jail for DUIs and possession of of drugs and things like that, and and the uh, logistics and the hands-on part, the the boots-on-the-ground part of law enforcement. Um, As years went by, I had an interest in going into a program that gave me an associate's degree, and I completed that. And then I went into went on to complete a bachelor's degree, and then I went into a master's program that's solely designed for law enforcement. And what that did, education doesn't really, quote unquote, make you smarter than other people. But education, what it does is it, it helps you to understand that you put a goal at the end of a tunnel. And no matter what comes to the left and what comes from the right, that you will complete that goal. And so that education and those goals that I put at the end of the tunnel to accomplish, combined with the logistics and the boots on the ground of traffic stops and pulling people over and domestics and working the calls and writing reports. It gives me a complete, I believe it gives us a complete understanding of how all areas of law enforcement works. And again, law enforcement is just, is public safety and public safety. is just a snazzy way of saying, keeping people safe.
0: That's good. That's really good. So if there's anyone out there who's who's working and they cannot see the end in mind, they should just maybe think about maybe going back to school, maybe getting extra training, uh, doing something different to better their situation. Because it, it can, moment. there are times that it can become a little bleak, but when you do have something to work toward, like you mentioned, it just makes the time go by. And at the same time, you're gaining a great deal of knowledge that will help to benefit the community even more. Wouldn't you say that the community would want a better, more well-rounded officer?
1: They do. They they want a more rounded officer. They want more rounded uh, supervisors that supervise your newer officers that, that may have less than two years in. Um, you customarily want someone to supervise those young officers that have experience along with a combination of education and, and that helps them to better solve problems. You just have a, a more resources inside of your bucket to be able to solve problems when you have the both. Excellent.
0: And in your ministry, uh, can you give me some uh, examples of what you do on the ministerial side, what sort of work your ministry does?
1: Okay. And again, ministry is just another way of saying service. And so this, here is how I serve God. Um, I have been trained and taught to serve God behind the pulpit with sermons. I have been taught and trained to serve God uh, by performing weddings and and funerals and different um, uh, ceremonies. I also serve God by serving people, uh, which is simultaneous. If if you're going to worship God, quite naturally, you're going to serve people that they come together. And so if um, um, you find someone who's working in ministry and they're not serving people. You might want to question that. But um, the service that we provide with New Mind Ministries, that's the name for my ministry, New Mind Ministries. Um, it, it's uh, from Romans 12 and 2 that says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so we go out with a new mind and we serve people in uh, different cities. We travel from from Macon to Savannah to Columbus, uh, many cities. Sometimes when I go to Houston, Texas, I will go downtown in Houston and and help out uh, some of the homeless people there. And we provide them with things that they may need, such as a blanket in the winter or a pair of socks or a, a Ziploc bag full of uh, travel type foods that they could use on the street we'll pass out things like tubes of neosporin for the cuts and scrapes that they have from sleeping on the ground and so that ministry of helps provide help for anyone that may need help such as a family or or even people that are homeless on the street we provide help for anyone that needs help
0: that's wonderful work that you're doing is there any way we can I can ask you to just say a prayer over our nation and not just for people in law enforcement, but for anyone who's listening, whether they're going through a rough time, whether they know that the holidays are approaching and that's always a dark time for them, whether they just are sick in their body and they might need healing Whatever the situation may be, whether they are experiencing anxiety, if, if I could ask you to pray for them and our government and just pray for our nation, I would greatly appreciate that.
1: Certainly will. God, now we thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness and for your plan. We thank you for your power. We thank you for keeping us last night, Father God, and we thank you for waking us and bringing us into this brand new day. You are God, and for that, we say thank you. We bless now your holy name. God, you said in your word that we should ask you for what we need. You said that when we get fearful, Father, that we should be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You told us to tell you what we need. Now with that commandment of your word that says we should tell you what we need, Father God, we come now asking you for the protection of this nation, Father God. We ask now that you bounce your weight from the north to the south, from the east to the west, Father God, in every area of the United States of America, Father. We ask that you walk up and down the hallways of the schools, Father God, keeping children protected, Father, providing for those teachers, Father, showing them the way. Remove all that fear out of the school system, Father God, that they may learn in an environment that is conducive to good learning and good health, Father God, and happiness. We know that you can do these things. That's why we ask you, Father God. We do not ask people. We ask God. We do not request of people. We request of you, Father, because there is nothing that you cannot do. We ask now, Father God, that you bless the communities of which we police, Father. We ask that we, you give them some degree of calmness, Father God, and restore any type of, of fear, Father God. Take that fear out of them, Father God, now and restore peace. That when they see someone in law enforcement in uniform approaching them, Father God, they will signify help and help only is that something will be made better. We ask you now, Father, that we that you continue to bless law enforcement personnel, all those folks that are suiting up and preparing for their shifts to start and those who are ending their shifts from EMS to dispatchers to firefighters in every area of public safety, Father. Keep them safe and deliver them home to their families safe and sound. And if there be any that does not do what we ask, Father God, we ask that you be with us as we execute the laws of the land, Father God. Be with us and help us and strengthen us, Father God, that we may do right by the people and the people can do right by us. You, Lord, you are God. And we pray to you because you were God. God, now, I pray now for even this podcast, Father God, this platform that you have given Miss Nikki Renfro, Father. I ask that you continue to bless it, Father God, with many of people that will sit with her and talk with her, Father God, that will simply make things better in this life. We ask now that you... Now touch the hearts, souls, and minds of all of your people. There is someone underneath the the sound of my voice, Father God, that needs to be touched for the holidays, Father, that are coming up. There is someone who is discouraged, Father. There is someone who is one disappointment away from taking their own life, Father God. We ask now that you intervene, that you show now your weight. And you increase that faith, Father God, and you have that friend, that family member that will touch them, talk with them, love them, and show them that, hey, life is not perfect, but it is still good. We believe these things and we pray to you because we believe them. You, Lord, you are God. And we pray to you because you are God. It is in the holy name of Christ that we do pray. Amen, amen, and amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much. Major Holmes, you have really been a blessing, and I thank you for the time that you've spent today. It's my hope that someone listening will be encouraged by your words, and I just ask God for covering over you and your life and also your ministry. Thank you so much for joining Safe Nation.
1: God bless you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Safe Nation, Safety, Security, and Law Enforcement. See you guys next time. Be safe, y'all.